Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about the 2022 Winter Olympics. In Beijing. Which right off the bat, with the time zone difference, sometimes worked out, sometimes didn't. There will be some stuff we talk about where was able to see it live, and this was like a kind of prime time standard TV, 8, 9 p.m. or whatever. There would also be times where I'd go on the NBC Sports app and it only have replay stuff up first things constantly live at the moment, which I don't know how much that matters in the Olympics or the Winter Olympics, but I'm not sure how much that affected the ratings, which were down a lot this year. And I didn't really see a ton of social media buzz either. Again, the Olympics are an international thing, so it's not like it's always going to be on U.S. time anyway. It should be, bro. You know, we <laughs> run this world in English, U.S. dollars. <laughs> it is what it is. But this Winter Olympics kind of flew by for me. I think there's a few things to consider why. One, for sure, the time. That hurts it. That's easily a con. Like, I mean, it's not fair for other countries and stuff or, you know, vice versa when it's here. But the other thing is that I feel like it just happened way too soon after the Summer Olympics because we had to have it back to back years because of COVID. And I feel like there was no buffer time. You know, sometimes you go, you wait, mm-hmm. what is it, usually two years? Yeah, well, there's two years between the summer and winter. Yeah, summer and winter. And you kind of wait for it. You know, two years go by. You're kind of like craving for some good old U.S. victories or whoever you claim or, you know, root for. And this time it was just too soon. And the thing is, like, obviously the Summer Olympics are a little bit more popular. You know, it's the summer. People are in it. A lot of people would even go to the countries and, like, see the Olympics. And it's more of an event. Even the summer ones weren't popping like that. So to have this one right after, too. And also with the situation, people are kind of, like, over it, trying to live their lives We've been kind of watching TV and shit for like the last two years because it's one of the only things we can do. Maybe if we could go to the events ourselves, that would be better. But like to watch just didn't help the viewership of the Olympics, like with the situation. So I think it's like a mix of things, but for sure didn't hit the same this time around. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that of how close it was to the summer ones, but I think that definitely hurt it for sure. The pandemic kind of fatigue of watching stuff i agree that could definitely be playing a role although in new york where it's still freezing it's a little different than for you out in ca with the nice weather mostly but i think it's also even a bigger thing that we've seen of other kind of mass broadcast stuff that used to be more popular like with the oscars they're kind of scrambling to try to reinvent themselves because viewership keeps going down and down. But I think with all of these things, it's never going to get back to where it used to be because there's just more options for entertainment, more stuff to do. It used to be more popular because you didn't have that many options. But now with that and other factors, it's definitely not the same. Yeah, it's funny. I've been like hearing that. I've actually heard that a couple times, not even just about the Olympics. I guess more about just overall people, you know, watching TV and ratings and stuff like that. There's like a lot of records that are never going to be beat because they were set like at a time where you had five options, you had 10 options. Now, unlimited Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, unlimited music, YouTube, like Twitch, TikTok, name it. Like you're not just battling other channels now. You're 
battling like any sort of entertainment yep just like watching stuff like that seems to be like a dying form of media even though it for sure won't die but this just won't be like the most popular form i guess unless people start watching tv on the metaverse that's different <laughs> that's one of the conversation the winter olympics in the metaverse maybe next time Maybe I can compete, you know? You no longer have to be a crazy athlete to compete. That'd be crazy. Or you were saying going to the event, you could go to the wow. event in the metaverse and see it happening. Wow. Third eye's open. <laughs> I'll be there next year or <laughs> next Olympics. Point is, yeah, like ratings and all that shit is so different. And wasn't there like some crazy stat? I think you sent it to me or something where like the views were... What was it? Some crazy percentage down from the one before. Yeah, I think it was down 40%, basically around half from the last Winter Olympics, which is a huge, huge jump. Huge drop off. And again, we're talking about the Olympics that already doesn't get as many views as like the summer ones. Not a good sign. And also not a good sign for, who is it, NBC that has it? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're trying to figure something out. And I have TikTokers there next time, you know, just, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to try something else. Yeah, and certain things, like we just did an episode on the Super Bowl, that's still fairly big, but it's one of the only exceptions, and even that, the numbers are still going down compared to what they used to be. I think it's also people just don't have any reason to watch, and it's not like something that's being discussed a whole lot on social media, like I said, at least that I saw, which is, of course, its own bubble, but when you see basically no discussion of it at all, that says something too. I mean, did you see much on your timelines at all? Dude, absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, I, I, I am lying. Because I think I sent you something and it's, you know, the curler guy. I don't know his name. Shout out to the homie. I should right, know right, his name. Yeah. He was on my timeline because there was this curler. If you don't know, curling is a sport where you throw the rock or a stone a shaped stone and you gotta make it in a bullseye slide it across ice sounds crazy trust me that's in the winter olympics but most <laughs> people know that but this guy part of the u.s team was playing like in these cool ass like nike sb dunks yeah the what the paws what the paws shout out to paul rodriguez skater skate summer olympics even the homie in the winter olympics is like damn bro <laughs> homage to the summer olympics <laughs> they stand out like no one's wearing that so he kind of was like a headline or like a thing on my timeline. And there was even that joke like, oh, shit, the highlight of the Olympics right here. A dude like sliding on ice with like Nike sneakers. <laughs> Other than that, no, except for like one or two people saying like respect to the GOAT, Sean White, blah, blah, blah. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I'll let you talk about him a little more. But yeah, Sean White's like last winter Olympics, at least. Yeah. So let's just hit on both of those. I mean... The sneaker one, maybe in the Summer Olympics, someone has rocked dunks. Like when they brought skateboarding in last summer, probably people had. I didn't watch it too much. But for it to be in curling was so random. And also, these are such colorful sneakers. Obviously, this is an audio medium. But just picture like crazy patterns, bright colors, etc. against the white ice. When I saw that, because you sent me the post... When I would open the app sometimes to check what was on the Olympics and I would see curling, I was like, oh, let me just peep this only for the shoes. And I would legit have it on just to be seeing those shoes on the ice and it looked so nice visually. And also I still 
don't really understand curling at all. <laughs> like I do, but I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's part of it too, in terms of the sports themselves are not the easiest to understand, but shout out to the kicks though. Hell yeah. I mean, I feel like I've mentioned it here before. I don't even remember anymore. We record too many of these, but I've mentioned curling. Legendary sport, bro. I'm a big fan. Fully support it. I didn't watch it this year. It is a weird fucking sport. Like, I don't think you can even professionally play curling. Like, outside of that? Yeah, like, I'm sure this dude is probably, like, a dentist outside of... <laughs> I mean, I don't know this. I'm making, like, positions up. Like, he's probably, like, a manager. So, who knows? He could be a lawyer. He has to have, like, another occupation. Yeah. Curling is one of those sports. And that actually happens a lot. Like, with Winter Olympics, you hear, like, the stories of, like, people only care about this four years at a time and a lot of people have to mm -hmm. make money in other ways because it's not like they're sponsored by nike and nike's giving them millions of dollars like no very few are you know like chloe kim again sean white stuff like that but sean white had to send in a bunch of stuff so it's it's insane to even think about that but again dude had cool ass kicks i didn't even think about that that it even made him look better because of the white ice yeah and it kind of just seems like a photo shoot for the shoe yeah, it's like a Nike commercial almost. Right, exactly. So, yeah, the dude just stole, like, the sneakerhead world for a few days with that. Thought of this on the spot, but if you were curling yourself and you could rock a pair of kicks, which would you do? First of all, you know me, bro. I'm going to go with different <laughs> kicks every day because this is my spotlight now. <laughs> it's going to be like the NBA uh, walk-up shoot, you know? <laughs> Every morning you wake up and it's just like a different picture of PJ Tucker walking in with like <laughs> these fucking, I don't know, Jordan 3s that only Jordan and Carmelo Anthony have and shit. Yeah. That'd probably be me. I try my hardest. But to be specific, not to cop out of the question. Wait, what did you say I'm playing? I'm a curler? Yeah, you're curling. So you're the same guy. You just have to pick pair of kicks. My curling for uh, the US or DR? Ooh. <laughs> you pick the dr curling team bro strong shout out to cool runnings <laughs> i gotta pull up with the air force one de lo mio Ooh. representing dr ice on ice white on white with the icy soles oh my god that actually might be a look bro <laughs> it also the funny thing is like the shoe's still red white and blue because we rep the same colors technically mm -hmm. so i can even wear it for the u.s to show my heritage but it still fit that uniform, you know? Right, right, Like, you right. know, Kevin, Dominican descent, even though I was born there, but I'm a citizen here. <laughs> you get it. You get it. But yeah, I would probably say that that'd probably be my first vote. The De Los Mios. Mm -hmm. Would you have, like, an ideal shoe? You're not buying these. Like, it's fully sponsored. Okay, all right. Name the shoe. <laughs> all right, so in that case, I'll pick up an old-time grill and keep it in the SB Dunk universe. And go with the Tiffany's. Wow. Bling bling. I could just see them on the ice now. So. Again, ice on ice, man. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. But yeah, low key, like if you think about the SBs, like so many would look so good. Just because of the colorways, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, they'll catch your eye. They'll look cool. You could definitely put a lot of uniforms together with them. Even like other countries, they'll so many colorways. Switching over to snowboarding. You also mentioned that this was Sean White's last ever Winter Olympics, which is the case. And specifically for the halfpipe, the final of that for the men 
which he was participating in. Supposedly, there were a handful of Japanese snowboarders who all had a good chance ahead of time. And then Sean White was there doing his final run. And I guess real quick before we get into what happened, Sean White, I think of as like the Tony Hawk of snowboarding, especially since it was around the same time that they were really growing and at the height of their popularity and stuff. But what do you remember about Sean White or what's your experience with him? That was funny because I was, even right now, as you like introduced or brought it up, I think there is no Sean White without Tony Hawk. Because mm-hmm. Tony Hawk is like a few years before him. Like if you look back and you see, I don't know, old interviews of Sean White, he'll probably mention like Tony Hawk. as like, oh yeah, like he helped me or I look up to him or blah, blah, blah. Even though they're, they're both kind of washed. Obviously, Tony Hawk is a way or a little older, but I think... It's also, like, different. Like, Sean White was out here wilding, bro. Like, multi-sport. <laughs> probably, like, the most decorated, like, snowboarder of all time. I don't really know because I don't follow the sport. But I would probably put money even though it's easy to look up. Yeah, he is the most famous for sure. Kind of grew up watching him. I even remember, like, the ESPN X Games days. Legend in that world. But the dude also has, like, a lot of rep in the skateboarding world. I know he did another sport, either roller skate or bike. Obviously not as good. His best is snowboarding and skateboarding, but dude does it all. One of those, like, I feel like second to Tony Hawk, you have to think of Sean White. It's almost like the Michael Jordan, you got to bring up like Kobe and LeBron type Yeah, they're like the X Games stars almost. Yeah, like if there's a Mount Rushmore of these type of sports, yeah, you have like Tony Hawk and Sean White would like be next to him somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally remember watching like ESPN and his highlights. I remember watching Winter Olympics and fully rooting for him. Like, yo, he better take this. And Mm -hmm. again, like the half pipe was like probably the most exciting because just visually and like the tricks you do. And it's so similar to skateboarding also. Very similar. And he does do other events, but this is like his specialty. This is where like no one was beating him. Have been watching him since like, who knows, middle school maybe. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I mean, I even remember having... The Nintendo Wii game of his that was, I forget if this board was specifically for the game or if it was a general one that could be used for the game, but I had this kind of Nintendo Wii board that was like rectangular and you could stand on it and balance as you were snowboarding in the game, which was kind of sick. But yeah, Sean White, like you said, Sports Center, everything, he was a big star. And especially for snowboarding, which I can't name probably a single other snowboarder, even outside of the snowboarding itself, just his whole look with the red hair and different things he did, like the clip where he's getting interviewed and he's talking about, oh, I was getting all these drinks. And then the interviewer's like, oh, aren't you under 21 or whatever? He's (laughs) like, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. Pretty important. This dude did a lot. For the ginger community, shout out to one of my gingers. <laughs> gingers out here representing. Shout out Santino. Cheeto Santino. Carrot Top. Come on, help me out. Any other gingers <laughs> out there? <laughs> Scalabrini. Uh, Is there any, like, ginger baseball players? Oh, is Dustin May from the Dodgers that picture? Oh, yeah. Or Justin Turner. Tur- wow. Yeah. And Dustin May, though. Same team. Borderline, same look. You know, the little <laughs> long-ish mid-cut hair. 
letting it flow. They're proud. Fully respect it. Yes. Ginger history right here. <laughs> so anyway, he had won three gold medals leading up to this. So this was kind of his last shot. I mean, he could come back hypothetically, but he said this would be his last one. And so in that final run, I didn't even know it was happening. And then my dad texted me like, oh, if you're interested, Sean White's about to do his last set of runs of all time in this half pipe final. And so I turned it on. But by the time I got it on by clicking the Roku, clicking the NBC Sports app, etc., I had just missed his first run out of three. But I saw the replay, saw he did okay, whatever. Then the second run, he did great. And at that point, he was in second place. So I was like, oh, is he going to do this on his last one? Could be a historic moment, you know, like Jeter getting that hit at the end for him. And in between him going to his last run, saw that there was a ton of competition of other great snowboarders, none of who I knew by name, but was watching it. And then on his last one, just kind of messed up and didn't get it to work so he ended up in fourth place overall but the guy who won I mean he was just insane this guy I'm gonna butcher this name I'm sure but Ayumu Hirano he had had an insane second run but the judges didn't give him a good score even though the announcer was like oh my god that was incredible etc and then he was super pissed after and then on the last run, this guy who won was like, all right, you guys didn't think that was good? Watch this. And he just went even crazier. So he kind of used that to finish it off. And I'm no expert at all on snowboarding tricks, but apparently this is called the triple cork. And it had never even been attempted before, but he did it and made it look easy. And so basically that was three flips in the air on an off-axis rotation, like a corkscrew, is how it's described. And he did that while gripping his board with both hands. So, yeah, I mean, kind of passing of the torch in a way. And Sean White at least gave kind of excitement to it with that second round where he was in second place. So it's definitely a respectable finish. You're not going to land all your tricks, especially later in your kind of career like that so that event in itself the snowboarding halfpipe final was for sure the highlight to me both in terms of like how's the most connected to it with the sean white stuff but then even seeing this guy who won added this whole other element of excitement that i probably wouldn't have watched if sean white hadn't been in it i could probably say snowboarding is probably like the coolest sport mm -hmm. in the olympics and it sucks because, at least in terms of this Olympics, they could have pumped this moment up a lot more. I feel like it was pumped after. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he retired. Here it is. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, leading up to it, put like, oh, Sean White's possible, like, last blah, blah, last run. Yeah. This and that. Like, blow it up on social media and stuff. I didn't hear about it until, I think, that same day or like i said what's happening you hit me up like yo if you're home blah 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 like yo sean white's about it like wrap it up it's like super last minute when i feel like literally even like a week before a few days before like leading up to it yeah could have made 
way more headlines could have been a bigger deal i know not everyone's into it but at least try yeah especially since we're tuned into a lot of sports stuff so it would have been on our radar if it was made more of a big deal right exactly and yeah like if you said like if it wasn't for your dad you probably would have missed it too yeah for sure so yeah again another like disappointing thing and where i feel like they're failing people or like just promoting and advertising this whole thing yeah 100 percent. but with that said yeah i think he's like the best snowboarder out there i don't know how young or old that dude is that one but he sounds like he's about to go on a tear probably in the near future mm-hmm. if he's young enough and i wish him well i hope he does but let's give my guy sean white some respect don't break all his records you know what i mean <laughs> but that tends to happen i heard like this podcast i don't know if it was with it's funny you say it like with Andrew Santino, because I think Tony Hawk went to see him and talk. Right. And I think he mentioned something like that, like when he was skateboarding, like doing a, I forget what it was, like a 720 or something. It was like, whoa, like no one thought I would ever do that. No one thought they would ever see that. Like, is anyone else going to do that? And he's like, bro, like two years later, like 13 year olds were doing that shit. Right, right, right. So, you know, the things that sean white said they're probably meant to be broken and who knows probably within the next five ten years like all his tricks would be i don't want to say easy tricks but you know like mediocre tricks but that happens in sports like that obviously you're just gonna have to get better and better but right but even this guy who by the way i looked up he's 23 years old even him like this triple cork that he landed and it being the first time it was ever attempted with the same analogy that you're saying of what tony hawk talked about because i heard that also once people see it's possible then it's like oh i can do that too and then it's just a matter of trying it until you can work it out but once you see someone do it it's like all right the bar's been set and it's humanly possible i'm gonna chase for this and then people see how others do it and it becomes easier so tune in next winter olympics for that quadruple court you know <laughs> could happen even if it's from that same guy mm-hmm. and then also on the women's half pipe side Chloe Kim, who's even younger than the guy who won in men's, she's 21, and she won her second straight gold medal in that, and her best run that won it all was on her very first one, so, I mean, she just did her thing. I know she's had some struggles with the tension that came from it and everything, and debating if she wanted to even snowboard again, but, I mean, she still obviously has talent with it and proved that, so shout out to her yes sir california native gotta rep my home (laughs) no i'm joking (laughs) i mean whatever but (laughs) yeah fully impressive we might be looking at the female sean white right here Mm -hmm. it was super impressive when she was doing this at what was it 16 or 17 17 yeah crazy i mean yeah you're like literally in the league with freaking women doing this for probably as long as you've been alive and she was out here body shout out to her big ups yeah, I'm pretty sure she has like three more Olympics in her. So tune in next time. Again, hopefully next time they promote it. Yo, Chloe Kim, go for the three-peat, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, let's yeah. hype it up. Because I didn't really see this either. I heard about it like way after, but. We were kind of talking about this with the Sean White stuff too. But how much do you think having big names or stars of these sports would improve people watching? Because there's still going to be, of course an overall decrease from the other stuff we talked about. But if let's say this was Tony Hawk and Sean White in their prime level of stars for these games, how much do you think a difference that would make? 
a little bit. I don't know how much, but I think it would obviously affect it like positively. I think we know that names or big names do draw some fans at least. Like for me, example, again, I think I was out or something like the Sean White thing was happening. I probably would have tuned in with more time. Same thing with Chloe Kim. I think it happened this last summer with uh, Katie Ledecky. Right, right. Like, again, most people probably wouldn't know, but that's a name I remember from last Olympics. And she was also young, I think, when she won her first medal, like 17, 18, maybe. She's a swimmer, Summer Olympics. That name's in my head. Next Olympics, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be rooting for her. And I feel like that happens with people, especially like that when you're witnessing history or you remember them from, like, you know, X amount of years ago. It could for sure help. But again, I think it... It's like the the Mike Trout thing that we talk about in baseball where you have like the best athlete, the best player, whatever it is, but now you need like the NBC, whoever it is to like fully promote you and make you that star, like blow you up and like make people want to watch. So I think it's like between both. And obviously like the person needs to be good. Like maybe Chloe Kim has like a popping TikTok, a little popping Instagram or something that can for sure help. But obviously it's not just one or the other. I think it's like a mix of everything. Yeah, I think you could argue maybe even more so we're in a time where people are super connected to individuals because you could follow people and listen to their podcasts or watch their YouTube or whatever it is. You get insights into their daily life all the time. So if there were all these big stars, I do think that would help. But I don't know how possible that is at this point for a winter Olympic athlete, especially to reach the height that sean white was at before whatnot or it would take someone super exceptional that would kind of unite things but it's going to be really hard for the winter athletes that is a good point and i mean we just talked about chloe kim giving the u.s one of their few goals low-key kind of disappointed when looking at these stats right here u.s (laughs) we got to do better we got to fire up technically we placed fourth when it comes to overall goals technically number three in overall medals But would you take a guess at who are number two and number one? Well, I saw not when it was over, but kind of near the end on one of those Link NYC kiosks. They had like the counts on there. And I saw Norway and Germany were leading at that point. But I don't know what the final was. Yeah, those are technically number one and two. And technically there is a number three. Who would you guess that is? Um, Since they have US as four. Hmm. China? Home field advantage? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. China. Yeah. Number one, Norway came out with 16 golds, overall 37 medals. Germany, 12 golds, overall 27 medals. China, nine golds, 15 medals though. Not a lot of medals, but their medals counted. The US, bro, we got to do, again, better than this, eight golds. (laughs) We did end up with 25 medals, but you know, second place is last place. It's not, it's not it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, USA's motto is basically we're number one, we're number one, (laughs) but they didn't show that. Not at all. And I guess the last thing in terms of the actual experience watching it, I don't have cable channels set up on my TV, but I have the Roku with logins to stuff. And so, like I said, I was watching on the NBC sports app which was okay, like it was laid out pretty straightforward and everything, but I also wouldn't say it was the most inviting. So hopefully they can step that up. I'm sure next time it'll be 
only on Peacock, which they've been building up more and more. They did have Katie Nolan doing some content for them, which is good. But even that, I found that because I follow her and stuff, but didn't really see it being advertised on the app or anything. Maybe I just didn't look for it. I would say I think I did one of the Olympics, the summer one before that, watching like through the app and stuff. And again, they've had so much time to fix this app and make it better. And it's still not yeah. con that, like fix that. Mm. But overall, Winter Olympics slacked. Truly don't know what happened. I think it is that just like time and the times we're living in and even time zones. Time is kind of crucial on this one. Ratings down. That speaks for itself. The funny thing is, again, I think we've mentioned we don't dislike the Winter Olympics. I actually used to watch it, believe it or not, hours of curling. And <laughs> some people will say that there's even more exciting stuff to watch on there. But that was my thing. But this time around, I honestly didn't even know it was happening until the Olympics were already going. There was no like awareness of ceremony, which is usually kind of a big deal sometimes. Just do better in terms of advertising and putting it out there. And with that said, I would go with uh, Easy Con on this one. A lot of room to get better. Yeah, I would say going into it, I wasn't anticipating it or anything or even necessarily planning to watch. Once that Sean White stuff happened, which like we talked about, I only found out about last minute as well. That kind of sparked me to try to catch some other things too before it's over, including seeing the actual video of the curling guy that we saw the picture of his sneakers. But Overall, I didn't find it all that interesting. Like I said, the snowboarding was the peak, but the other stuff, I don't know. I, I might put it on in the background sometimes and etc. but it wasn't fully capturing my attention or all that exciting. And I also do think it's worth mentioning that they did a good job of, you know, keeping everyone safe. And I think only one person tested positive the whole time or a few people because they had this like zero something policy set up so on that end they did a good job but yeah as far as the games themselves could definitely have been better it needs some refreshing overall for this new day and age so let's see what they can come up with in the next four years but i'd probably go with neutral to light con i would say that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. Shout out to the GOAT. Shout out Sean White.